36. God said here, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. I believe the Lord should come at any moment. And the old gentleman that walks with me sometimes, he says, I just don't believe the Lord's going to come now. I said, well, everything is in place for him to. But that's really not important what date he comes. Are you ready when he comes? I could also entitle this message, Have You Believed Unto Salvation? The reason for this sermon is that there are many who say they believe and are depending on that belief to escape hell and carry them to heaven when they die. But they do not believe according to the scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5 talks about examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. I believe that Paul was writing to the church of Corinth in this second letter to them that we need to stop every once in a while and see if my lifestyle is still in Tack with what the word of God says. So he tells us here in 2 Corinthians and chapter 13, as we look at the word of God, you know, and we just want to read that couple of verses maybe here in, in the word of God in chapter 13. Uh, he, he tells us here in... Uh, the 13th chapter and the 5th verse. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. See, it's really not a big deal, I would say, if what you think about me, whether I'm saved or not. Because what you think doesn't depend on whether I go to glory or not. But if I'm in the will of God, I want you to see Christ in me. I want you to see that if you'd known me before God saved me, that I'm I'm different now. So he he tells us here in 2 Corinthians, you know, and the 13th chapter and the 5th verse, Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except ye be a reprobate. I believe it's important for me 
to know what God expects of me because deception, and there's many, there's many that are being deceived. They're regular in church. They're honest with their dealings. Good neighbors. All of those things. And we say, well, they must be saved. Really? I know a lot of lost people that when my wife was living, I would trust them to take her to the doctor. There's a lot of Baptist men that I wouldn't trust them in the room by themselves. Not that my wife would participate, but that they would make a pass or they would do something. Good upstanding Baptist. So that the community would say. But that's just my opinion. That really doesn't amount to a lot. But it's time to examine while we are mentally able to do so, while there is a long-suffering God, a preacher of righteousness, a striving spirit, and an open door. If you go to a nursing home on a regular basis, and maybe I'm different, but I speak to those in the hall and, you know, they want to grab you sometimes and I'm just silly enough, you know, I'll put my arms around them and tell them that I love them. And whether they even know what I'm saying or not, I don't know. But why we got a sound mind, or at least we got a mind that we can think and decide and make decisions on, Don't be one of those Christians who said, as long as I get to heaven. Well, I always tell them, I said, I hope you go to heaven. And I say this statement, I don't know why I do, because they don't have a fake idea what I'm talking about. I said, but I don't just want to get to heaven, I want to be in his bride. I want to be one of those that don't says go in and out. I want to live that. I don't do anything to keep myself saved. I believe that saved people are to work to be in the bride. And I'm, I'm out on my limb, you know. One I talked to a while back, and I, he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to study that. I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> so it was six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it was, and I seen him again. I said, have you studied it, brother? Man, I tell you, I wanted to. I, I just, you know what a pastor's life is like. I know what my life is like. I do that which is important to me. Lost people are to study and pray that God will save them so they can understand what they're reading. Amen. You said, well, don't you think that a lot of people do? A lot of people, but not all people. 
See, when I read the word of God, as I did preparing this message, have you exercised saving faith? I said, well, sure I have. You know, I've been saved over, you know, 55 years or so. I was saved then and I'm saved now. Well, how come I lost my joy sometimes? How come I'm not as missionary as I used to be? This great church, I've been preaching here over 50 years. Believe it or not, there are other churches that would like to have me. I know it's hard to believe. But I've never been interested in leaving. I said, Lord, you put me here. This is the last church I'm going to pastor. You know, and (coughs) I have to tell you something. I apologize to the Lord. Have have you ever apologized to the Lord? I apologized to the Lord a couple weeks ago. I said, you know, you know, on our missionary, we said, you know, I said, could every member give a quarter a day? That's a dollar seventy-five a week. I spend four times that at McDonald's for lunch. It rounds up to ninety-seven dollars and something a year. I spend three times of that a year eating out, probably four or five times. To expect so little of God's people. (coughs) So God said, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. You know that last part of that? That last part of that verse? When he says here, you know, in 13.5, he said, examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ in you except ye be a reprobate. I mean, if you know it and don't do it, I didn't say this. I just read it to you. God said you're you're headed to be a reprobate. God expects us. If you can't witness, live so that they can't find a spot. Examine yourselves. If you was lost and you had a life-size picture of yourself and you know you better than anybody else knows you, do you think the person in that picture ever been born again? 
Can you list me a few things that make you think that? Wow. They're faithful in church. So was Judas. I want to show you two examples in the Bible where it says they believed, but they were not saved, as the Bible clearly brings out. John, chapter 2, John, chapter 2, verse 23, I believe, God said, now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many believed in his name. When they saw the miracles which he did. You know why? Your president may even get reelected again. Can you imagine that? Man, it caused my heart to hurt. Because he just gives. Gives and gives. Well, God said in verse 24, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. They believed in his name. They believed on his name. But there wasn't no follow-up in lifestyle. Every day, we need to realize somebody is watching us. God said, after seeing what he's seen, Jesus said, I'm not going to commit myself to you. Because I know underneath it all of that camouflage, you don't know me. See, Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knows all men. They believed, but Jesus knew their heart condition and he did not commit himself to them. I had a lady down the Hebron when I was down there. And she came to me one day and she said, why don't you ever ask me to do something? I said, you really want to know? She said, yes, I'd like to know, Pastor. I would have to arrange what I want done on the days that you can be here. She got silent too. We ought to be willing every day of our life to do what Christ wants us to do. You know, this isn't in my message at all, but one day last week it was cold, you know, and it was cold. 
And this lady opened the door to her car and got out, and I could see, you know, she had a one of these Eskimo hats on and a fur coat, you know. And but then when she got on out and stood up, I said, "She don't have nothing on from the waist down. I don't know what pills she takes to keep her legs from getting cold, but I sure like to have some of them." Now you tell me why. She was dressed like a human being, right? It was cold. Was she showing those legs at somebody? I didn't ask her. Once she's Baptist, I was afraid she'd say yes. Why did I bring that up? Christ expects his people. If you're Baptist, Methodist, Christian, whatever you are, if you're saved, God expects you to be different. But there's very little. Now let's look at John chapter 8 and verse 30. John chapter 8 and verse 30. John the 8th chapter, 30th verse. He said in John 8 verse 30, As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. What? You don't walk down the aisle, shake the preacher's hand, and say, God has saved me. I'm being led to be baptized, come a part of this body, and then you don't see him no more for a while. Then they come, you don't see him no more for a while. Jesus went on. And, you know, as he spake, these words, many believed on him. But the Bible says they believed in this verse. Now, let us put them in the baptistry, in the choir, in the Sunday school, teaching positions, call them to, uh, to pastor our church. But wait a minute. What did God say in verse 30? 1 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believe on his name, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. And he shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's why it's important that whoever it is that stands behind the pulpit preaches the truth. Now what y'all do with it, what they do with it is between you and Lord. But we need to understand exactly what God is asking us to do. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. But what if we don't continue in his word? Well, he'll understand. Will he? 
God said, except ye repent, ye shall always likewise perish. Well, I don't feel like I want to repent, but I love Jesus. You may love Jesus all the way to hell. Because this loving Jesus will not save you. But if you are saved, you will love Jesus. Are you following me? So we need to understand what God is is saying here. You know, he said, if he continue in my word. Can you remember how it was when God first saved you? I got my first rebuke at IBM when God saved me. Because on my lunch hour, I went and got my Bible and I said, these guys will want a Bible study. But I had a manager that said, you will go or the Bible will go. You make up your mind. They don't want it in public. They don't want it in churches. They don't want it in the homes. Because if you follow the scriptures, the home life would be different. The condition continue in his word. Continue means to abide. Do not depart. Or basically means do what you know to do at the time. Or step in what light you have. Step in the light. See, walk in the light that you have. You can't pretend to have conviction on something you don't have. I only I only told one family one it's years ago, I probably couldn't even remember who it was. But they came to Manador's apartment when we were first married and and they said, you know, we're here to visit for a while and I said, Make yourself at home, me and my wife are going to church. They never came back. Fifty-five years, they have never came back to my house on a Sunday. I said, Brother Lance, why would you do that? I would hate to put somebody I love in front of the Lord because he may take them out of my life. That's just facts, church. It's just facts. But we've got so liberal, even in a conservative church, that we justify everything that we do. I deserve it. Only thing you and I deserve is hell. And Christ paid for sin death, so I will never have to worry about the fires of hell. You know, if when we see the word continue, see the condition, continue in his word, continue, as I said, means to abide, do not depart, or basically means 
Do what you know to do at the time or step in what light you have. It implies obedience. I wasn't able to go out and witness properly when I was first saved. So what did Brother Bill do? He said, I'll take the new guy. That happened to be me. And I I didn't say anything for months, but I was learning. We visited in the trailer park on US 25 above Sam's, not above Sam's, that Twilight Hotel, Motel, whatever it is. Below that, it was a, a trailer park. And we went up, knocked on the door, the lady invited us in. We never go into a home unless there's two people there. But we talked to him 15, 20 minutes. I think I told you all this story. And, and she got up and she said, I'll be back in a few minutes. And then she came out and she then put on some little skimpy nightdress. And Brother Bill looked at me and said, it's time for us to go. See, I learned that. I learned that. From a pastor. Didn't have no problem with that at all. Because a lady is not going to go into the bedroom and take part of her clothes off with two gentlemen in the living room unless she wants to destroy you. She Satan had her right in the palm of the hand. See, there's just something happens when God saves you. You know, uh, it applies obedience, obedience to what the Lord quickens or speaks to you. You know, it's summed up really in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. You know, in, in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17, you all know what that verse says for before we go to the scripture, but we'll look at it. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, what does God say? You know, he said... So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. You, you're not good enough, people. I don't care who you are. I know most of you are probably a little sharper than I am because God said he don't call too many wise people. But I'm wise enough to know that you can't listen to me and fill out a grocery list or play a game on your phone while the priest is going on. Said you're worried about your respect. No, I'm worried about what you feel about God. God said, so then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This verse makes it clear that faith comes by the Lord speaking to you. Pray, and I talk to God. Reading. He talks to me. Do you have a conversation every day with him? He'll answer you. It's just a matter of time whether we are satisfied with the way things are. And let me tell you something. I've never been satisfied with my spiritual condition. 
never, haven't been satisfied with it today, and I hope I'll not be satisfied tomorrow because as a child of God, we need to grow and grow and grow. Exactly right. Because he said it very clear, you know, in, in uh, Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace are he saved through faith, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. I can't get saved by quit smoking, quit cursing, quit running around, quit gambling, quit this, quit this, quit this. That won't save me. But what is it? It's the evidence that I've been saved. Now, you know, don't ask me how to do it because I ain't smart enough, but you sit right in your home, in your house, and says, Gamble, do your little heart's content or till all your money's gone, whichever one comes first. I mean, that's what your governor fought to come in. He wants little boys to become little girls and little girls to become little boys. Well, I don't believe that. What do you do? You just listen to the newscast and read the paper what you want to believe? Then leave it alone then. Baptists don't do that. Nobody should be out here jamming on a ball game if their kids is hungry. Boy, that's good, preacher. But these Jews in John 8, they refused to do what the Lord said, and there's an outcome. John chapter 8, verse 44, you know, look what God tell them. John, the 8th chapter, and the 44th verse, God says, Ye are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. But you know what I was always heard, a lie is easier to believe in the truth. That's what this great state is is headed to. I won't vote for him. I would encourage you not to vote for him, but but you know uh, a man that that wants to make it. Just do whatever you want to. If you're born a girl and you want to be a boy, that's not right. It's your decision. Don't worry about losing money. Just go down to the welfare office, sign up. You know who's paying for that? It's interesting to note that throughout the Bible, our text is, is uh, included, saving faith is dealt with. The word used, believeth, 
which ends in a suffix E-T-H, which denotes a continuous, habitual lifestyle of believing. My wife's nephew called me. He said, I want to ask you a question. I said, shoot away, Charlie. He said, how do you keep believing the same way I believed the first time? God quickened me, made me alive. And his love was so great that he would he was saved that he would send his own son to the Calvary to die for a sinner like me. See, our problem is that we have a hard time seeing ourselves as sinners. We have a hard time believing. Well, we don't even want to think about it. That if when we die, if we got what we deserve, we go to hell. But Christ tells me to love him with all my heart, soul, and mind. And on my best day, I have a hard time doing that. Because some old stupid thought would come out of my lips or my mind. And when you're in the center of God's will, that don't happen. But see, we can't stay in God's will all day or all week because we got an enemy that's called our flesh. Right. You know, it's just, I haven't heard, and I really don't want to hear, but you know, I wonder how much money was spent on candy for Halloween. to buy me that brand new spanking cello like four or five of them for what Kenny was sold. He said, well, it, it's just fun. Halloween is not a holiday that anybody that knows God ought to be celebrating. So I don't agree with you then. Make an appointment with me. Just tell me when you're free and I'll sit down with the word of God and show you. Amen. He said, well, I do it for the, for the kids. How's it working for you? Hmm? God says, the faith comes by hearing, hearing about the word of God. He tells us in Ephesians 2, 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. Let's add two words to it. It's a gift of God to you, to me. He said, I'll die in your place. Just, just follow me. It's interesting to note that throughout the Bible, our text, you know, how it deals with saving faith is dealt with. 
word believer was ends with this suffix eth, as I said a moment ago, which denotes continuous habitual lifestyle of believing. See, if saving faith is exercised, that person believes today, tomorrow, next year, and even if he should live however long. But you know what I find when I ask people so many times, it's sad in my heart, I used to believe that. No, you didn't. I don't have no problem saying that at all. No. If if you did, you would repent of it, and well, if I do it again, repent again. So Christian's life is a life of repenting, says Henrietta. I have repented of some situations over and over again. You know why? Because I can't live with myself. I said, Lord, forgive me. And when I get my own cart sanctified the way it ought to be, then I can really preach and I can really witness. Uh, you know, I go to the nursing home and, uh, you know, have, I put my arms around the little old ladies, the little old men in, in, in there and spend time with talking to them. And I Nurse or somebody will, what, who are you talking to, Mr. So-and-so? I would always say, he's or she's talking to a preacher, and this preacher want to tell him or her that God loves him. But see, don't stop there. He loves you too, nurse. Hmm? He loves you too, nurse. He said, I don't have the opportunity. I just wish I had the opportunity. You make opportunities. But it's easier to say, you're you're so cute. I like your hair today. But uh, God said in John 8, 44, he said, ye are of your fathers the devils and the lusts of your father ye will do. Got to remember that he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. We all know people, don't we? You don't have to name them. I know he's lying. How do you know he's lying? His lips moving. We all know people like that. That's what the devil is. He's a liar. It's interesting to note that throughout the Bible that our texts include saving faith is dealt with. The word used is believeth, which ends in a suffix, as I said a moment ago, E-T-H. Jesus said in Mark 1.15, you know, let's see what Mark 1.15, maybe if I call it out, you won't look at it, I want you to look at it. Mark 115. God said, And saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. I don't have enough fingers and toes to tell you how many people since that conflict 
been over in Israel and said, Preacher, I believe you're right. The Lord's coming. I mean, you really believe the Lord may come now? Oh, yeah, I, I believe he may come. Then can we set an appointment for me to come and talk to you? Oh, I would. I sure would like to, but I'm busy. No. They're just afraid that they would bring it over here. And why shouldn't they? We've never made a stand for God in the last few years. Our government is as anti-God as you can get. You want to prove abortion? That's killing, murdering babies. A couple more points, we'll let you go. Have you exercised saving faith? That's the question. John 16, 18 says, And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And as we close in Matthew 7, 22 and 23, He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works. But listen to what he said. I will profess I never knew you. Makes it clear that many thought they had been saved, but the great white Stone judgment will give their excuses and the Lord will say, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Not that I saved you and couldn't keep you, but you never was saved. The only skeleton of a Christian we've written Many, many sermons, Sunday school lessons on this subject in the last five years. Because I, I believe that five years ago, ten years ago, really, you could see that things were going to get worse and worse all the time. And they have. But I'm, I'm ready to go. The Lord appeared right now, and you're lost. You would say, where did he go? Wouldn't be no hole in the ceiling. That's why Dora always told me, bless her heart, be sure you've got clean shorts on. (laughs) Because she believed, just like I did, These clothes, no matter how nice you may think they look or the ugly you ever seen, they ain't going to heaven. Nope. Don't you get excited just thinking about it? I do. Song of the Pianist Club.